Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fae Summit, brought to you by Summoner's Call and Two Lords Without Swords in support of Extra Life. I don't know why I put emphasis on in, but I should have put it on Extra Life. That's why we're doing this, in support of Extra Life. Uh, if you would like to donate to Extra Life, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me is Eddie, my co-host from Summoner's Call. Eddie, say hello to the fine folks. Eddie says hello. Yeah. No, no, no. The note says, say something. Uh, no, technically the note says, say more than hello, and, and you did it. You did it. All right. Well, that's your that's your minute. I'm. Uh, the, you've lost. I'm muting your mic. You've lost your speaking. Uh, and joining us as well is Two Lords Without Swords co-host. We have Gordon. Gordon, don't say anything like Eddie did. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm here. Hello. He did it. Good stuff. And also Neil. Hello, Neil. Hi, go play Turing Saga. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know what that is. What is? Can we take the a quick sidebar? Isn't what that is like that? Like a Fire Emblem? No, okay. not rip off, so, but something uh, by the after Thracia, uh, one of the directors uh, left and made like three other games that are really, uh, really different. So. They're okay. just rip offs of Fire Emblem for the pretty much on the PlayStation. Oh. It is very Kaga weird. Sa- they're called the Kaga. I saga call it the Kaga Saga. Yeah, interesting. I did, I didn't know that. Playing through those and it is it is very very different. (laughs) Well, the first one was pretty much the same, but the second one is like hex grids. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's, um... luckily we don't have to go down that much further because I mean I can barely handle one grid based action RPG. It is a mind uh, strategy game. Yeah, Um, but on today's special episode, we will be discussing where Fire Emblem Heroes is today, covering various topics across gameplay, monetization, uh, stories in there. The story was kind of a a last-ditch Hail Mary um, from Eddie and I, uh, mostly Eddie, but I, I also supported the uh, the addition because they there is story in the game. Um, but we are going to kick the yeah, yeah it, even if you don't <laughs> the play the story, of it's questionable, but it's there. Oh yeah, we will get into its quality because that's pretty much the yeah that's that's the com- that's yeah it'll be fun. Um, we're going to kick things off with gameplay and balance, and uh, I will I will start us off here looking at sort of the various rotating game modes, quote unquote. And um, obviously, when the game started, there was a very general training tower story arena and maybe a couple other ones thrown in there that I'm forgetting. But over time, they just special maps. Yeah, I think they were there, too. And they just kept adding and adding and adding to the point where I think around year two, maybe three, they had like a healthy rotation where there was something new starting every time something ended. And uh, I, to the point now where they are not going monthly, they're going they're going bi-monthly with some of these game modes coming coming in and out. Um, but, you know, personally for me, with these game modes, I latch on to any of them that provide orbs. And as soon as they stop providing orbs, even easy orbs, I'm out. You know, as a free-to-play player, I kind of focus my time in on what's fun Um you know what is fun in 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 sort of the the grindy gameplay but the fun for me is like getting more orbs to do more summoning to get the characters i want and that's my sort of loop in the game but i would say a lot of modes if they don't offer orbs or at least easy orbs it they fall out of favor pretty quick i mean one that i can probably think of the top out of the top of my head would be um 
what are the what are the forma the forma stuff hall of forms i really liked it and then it just became it was pretty active it came pretty difficult for me to finish it uh-huh. um yeah I think but it yeah. stops offering there's like three orbs throughout the like the floors and it stops like halfway up or something yeah so. like i'll do it enough to get the to get the play each day orbs but after yeah. that i i i don't do them I, I don't I don't do the souls pack, so I don't like try to min max yeah. a character to to buy them essentially. But uh, I do it enough to get the the daily orbs. But um, yeah, I, once I figured you you know you can you, you can only go so far and earn orbs. It's like okay, it's three orbs. It's not worth the time. Move on to something else. But um, forging bonds is my favorite. I would say because of the not all the story bits, but most of the story bits that offer little tidbits into characters that I know tangentially through doing the podcast and, and enjoying the fire emblem franchise in general but uh that's sort of my thoughts i mean eddie do you got uh, what, what is your thoughts on these game modes quote unquote i don't know why I for say me that, it's though. mostly forging bonds and tempest trials i use tempest trials to level them up i mean really i guess for me it's more story based um the other one i do and it's more because it's a set it and forget it is the lost lore stuff <laughs> you know, I can forget that for a day or two and still easily complete it and get all the rewards available, no problem. And it has little story bits once you beat the strike. So those are kind of things that drive me. I mean, yeah, not everything's as exciting as planned conquests, but Ooh. I had to get my dig in there. At <laughs> least that's Fire Emblem. Yeah, <laughs> and you're not wrong. There are more. There are modes that definitely. Uh, that definitely feel more Fire Emblem than others. I mean, I don't know if you would sort of peg it as a Fire Emblem mode, but I, my the le- the the newest one that came in was uh, Pawns of Loki. I, I actually kind of dig it. I mean, it's more time investive, and yeah. the orbs aren't. I think the orbs for the first round were pretty plentiful. At least it rewarded you for like doing a mode at least once a day. Maybe when Pawns of Loki comes back, there won't be as many like celebration things going on, and it'll be less interesting. But I I really enjoyed um, the, the first round of Ponza Loki. I mean, it is auto chess. Obviously, like every game is going to add auto chess at some point. Um, but I, I kind of dig it as a new mode. It's so different from anything else that is in the game, right? Because you're doing, it's a whole new gameplay yeah. mode as opposed yeah. to like, let's just do more Fire Emblem. But this time um, you can click on this auto grid battle. and I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoy Ponza Loki because it uh, it incentivizes you to build um, forty units or thirty units as much as the br- brigade is. Yeah, the brigades. So, mm-hmm. It's really it, it's enjoyable. Uh, I wouldn't recommend playing it on the highest difficulty because then you get plus ten eight. <laughs> after after um, so you had round one, right? I played yeah. on advance and I was like, oh, that that was pretty easy. Day two, played on advance, got stomped by plus tens. I was like, whoa, we're going to intermediate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go much further. Completely forgot to participate in that event. Oh, oh. it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was. Oh, it was with everything unique. else I do in a day and work, not having you know easy access to internet, which the game needs. Um, you know, I tend to play on my tablet over my phone. I often have enough time to hop in and you know get my daily get my daily rewards and that's about it when forging bonds and tempest trials running i might be able to set up a couple runs but yeah with life and other games i tend to have limited play time so 
Mm-hmm. The, the set it and forget it modes, um, especially when you're subscribed to Fate Pass, and we'll talk about that a little later, uh, make make those modes easier for me, especially when I like to play. And uh, my wife probably will attest to this is like when I like to play is kind of get my dailies out in the morning while I'm making coffee and getting the kids cereal ready. And I'm just kind of queuing them up. And then I mean, it makes doing everything take a little bit longer in the morning, but not so much that it is, again, not a not a huge impact. But I, I like to be able to queue things up and walk away from the phone and do it that way, as opposed to just, you know, sitting and playing like you would in any other game. Um, but uh, that's where Ponza Loki can be tough. It's not. It's a very active um, mode. It's one of the one of the few active modes where you have to kind of be paying attention and strategizing as you're going through. Um, whereas Tempest Trials is just like set up a team, auto start, you're good to go. Walk away for five minutes, you come back. I think I I honestly on my phone changed the timeout on the screen to a higher number. <laughs> so that it would so that it would actually run through all the tempest trials yeah i'm guilty for that too. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a, it's, uh, it's yeah so um i mean gordon like do you have do you have any favorites do you have any that you are you wishing for other modes that are going to be added down the road like i'm always surprised by them being able to add yet another new mode yeah. sometimes a win sometimes not some of them i just don't understand so it's really hard to like <laughs> Some of them Lash. disappeared, never to be seen again. Thank God. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the one before Ponza Loki. That was one. Oh, that... um, frontline Phalanx. Yeah. Which one? I'm, sorry, okay, what was that? The scary it was, thing uh... apart that is, I feel like it'll show up at least one more time before it's gone for good. Yeah, it, I didn't understand what was happening in that one. I don't think anybody did. did. No. People, I think people got the gist, and then it just ended, and they're like, oh. Wait, so oh yeah that was that weird mode that ended two days into the event yep yeah okay like maybe day and a half in it just ended i was like what <laughs> did did i get my daily rewards there was five daily rewards yeah and i think the daily rewards lasted longer than the mode did so i was like oh the, yeah. the, the quests are yeah. still here i'll be able to come back in but no it just never showed back they, up. i think they ended up just giving everyone the daily rewards once the event ended but like there was like five daily rewards and you played for like two days <laughs> and then it just ended and it was like oh yeah, yeah i uh cool. i prefer the more fire emblem based game modes so i do actually really like hall of fjorms because uh also mm-hmm. we call them fjorms because it's a funny joke but uh i like that game mode because a it's one of the quote-unquote cheaper ways to get a unit built and as in like you don't have to fodder it off all you have to do is just kind of sculpt it basically <laughs> so if you want to get premium skills it's probably the easiest way to just get a soul bar a soul pack um i also really i really like uh tempest trials i think tempest trials is probably the best game mode in the game uh probably hands down especially when they did that revamp and made it so that you can actually get all the rewards um <laughs> hollow forms i actually or hollow forms um forging bonds i i'm a notorious i'd skip any story or cutscene because i it, that's not why I play the game. So um, I, I actually like uh, um, forging bonds mainly for training, and then when I do the training towers, I just run through the OCs to get my orbs, and then and then I'm usually good. Uh, but yeah, I usually use that for leveling. Um, my like least favorite game modes are definitely the ones that like kind of don't really do much. You know, frontline Phoenix I didn't really like. Uh, I didn't like Rooker Siege. I thought that one was kind of eh. Um, 
uh, Grand Conquest I do like, but again, you just kind of auto-battle, and it's like, mm-hmm. alright, cool, fun. You get your orbs, and then you get out. Um, tap battle I like every now and then. It's enjoyable to actually play something that's a little different, and uh, Ponzalokia, uh, I'm... That's probably the best out of like the weird non-Fire Emblem game modes. I just hope that they don't go down a rabbit hole that is just more of those weird... Uh, mobile game modes right like i don't want like like we have lost lore that's just the one of those collect at a certain time it's like yeah fun yeah the send the dailies send like i said i i'm far more into the lore so the only reason i don't mind lost lore is because it actually does give a bit of a story about yeah and sometimes it's about games i haven't played yet so that yeah, I think nice I think Lost that. Lore uh, targets to a sort of audience that started with Fire Emblem Heroes and haven't played, uh, especially most of the older games. Um, as someone who's mm-hmm. played basically every iteration, I just skip. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's probably something yeah. I've read. Yeah, <laughs> I do it because it is a set and forget, so I can just send yeah. people out, yeah. and it doesn't even take them out of my barracks, so I can use them on maps anyway. I usually, oh, I usually cool. just do like, oh, restart, cool, <laughs> just go again. <laughs> oh yeah, now that I notice that there's an actual restart button, I use that. Yeah, right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it fun sometimes setting up like the units to send. Like uh, I think the last one was Sacred Stones. I was like, oh, go uh, Ephraim, Erica, Ephraim, Erica, Ephraim, Erica. There we go. <laughs> you got enough of them that like, you can do that. I mean, yep. when, when it first started, I was using it to use the, you know, bonding of two characters together but yeah then i stopped it's one of the that. forgotten features i think of that that it, mm-hmm. it, it actually like incentivizes the ally support system yeah weirdly enough but... do you have any uh thoughts on modes yourself neil like um, in terms of ones you like i think uh like similar with uh gordon uh i like hall of fjorms um i end up getting it done three days in usually towards the top uh, whether it be by using, like, torches or whatever. I just kind of like the randomness of maybe this unit will all of a sudden get a really good skill and become really good for your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the last one, I attempted to run, like, a speed Edelgard, <laughs> which was very <laughs> weird, but didn't work that bad. I ended up getting spurned on her, and I was like, I wonder if I could do something with this. Um, it kind of did something sometimes, but mostly it was just kind of there for looks. Yeah. Um, like, think... uh, sometimes it ends up being fun, so... Yeah. I feel I... like that one kind of feels the most like Fire Emblem, in a way, like traditional, because you're kind of, everything's building as you go along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that, uh, with, with Hall of, uh, you say Fjorms, Hall of Forms, um... It, it feels like if you are a skill crafter or a theory crafter with building your heroes, um, you can kind of go in there and have some fun with the randomness that is coming at mm-hmm. you. And I think when it originally launched, I was like, oh, this is a really cool way that I can try units that I don't have um, from a character perspective. But then once they offered the Souls pack to be able to actually bring that format out of the mode and into your collection, yeah. that might have maybe it didn't do it but in my in the back of my mind it's like mm, maybe that limited the the coolness of the heroes they could put in there and then we don't want to put like a, a newer hero in there because people can buy it and people yeah. might accuse us or we might be you know gay you know um uh, tempting mm-hmm. people to try to buy more but i, I mean mm-hmm. 
you know, in, in the chat, uh, Agent MM is saying, is Ether Resorts question mark? Um, yeah, what is that? I, uh, so you know no. Aether Raids, it's, it's there. second mode? Uh, Farmville, <laughs> what that is. I think we dabbled with it when it first came out, but honestly, um, I don't totally know. Don't I, I just put, I just have all my lins in there. So anytime <laughs> a new lin pops into the game, I just add, I just go into the Ether Resort to add her to the lin Resort. Uh, th that I've thanks set up. to the auto dispatch for Ether Raids, I actually go into the Ether Resorts and get the sixty weekly. <laughs> I, uh, that, I, that's I, about I, it. <laughs> I grow the flowers and then I get out. Yeah, see, I stopped doing that. I, I I did that a couple weeks, and then it's like I don't have enough of the friendship heart thingies, and oh, I, I forget so it half the time. So I think if you do like the two uh like uh, uh dragon flowers, and you like just visit the resort every day, as in click and then click out, I think you get enough to just go infinitely. But hmm. I don't you should, think, I think you actually scale up or down either way. Uh, you might scale awkward. up slowly if you're getting in every day, because I think even on the first day you get that if you're doing every single day. Because theoretically you get 70 a week plus the 60 bonus. So yep. uh, I think I think I calculate it was either 10 extra. Yeah, um, it should be 10 extra. Point. It was either 10 or neutral, because you think 70 a day, but one of the days you just get the 60. Oh, you I don't, don't think actually you get, the extra get a 10. regular did? 10 on the 60 day? I thought you did. I'm not sure. I seem to remember maybe you just go in and just get the Maybe you do get the 60. But <laughs> even then, it's like, oh, 10 extra. Yay! <laughs> I'll get to 8-bit Veronica someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this. Uh, Whirlwind in the chat makes a good point in that uh, it is a kind of a neat jukebox if you want to listen to those those songs in in game but i mean neil I'll, I'll stick with you and we'll move into power creep you've put your name on this and i i, yep. I, I can only assume that means you've got some thoughts on um, power creep so uh power creep was gonna be inevitable in these mobile games i mean we we talk about uh we mentioned i think sword units earlier where it just oh wow sword unit i <laughs> uh, wonder what's different about this one because oftentimes you look at it and you'll be like I'll just use the one I already have, right? But they've just kind of been power creeping mostly weapons, but also skills now. Um, mm -hmm. There's starting to be a very noticeable hole, I think, between um, five-star locked skills and the units that we already are getting for free. Um, you'll notice with uh, GHB, Tempest Trials, and like the three four-stars they put on banners, they don't have the most premium stuff nowadays. Um, like, uh, we just got Merlinus, right? And he has, I think, Reposition, uh, Wings of Mercy, and Distant Guard, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, which, I think the Wings of Mercy is even his four-star skill, which we had at, like, launch with Kane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. they aren't giving us amazing stuff. Um, even Gale, which has a little more to offer, uh, comes with, like, Attack Defense Brazen, which we've had for like over a year now on Ares. Um and that's his five star skill. So it's a little yeah. rough. Um I we have gotten when it comes to like newer skills, like solo skills came out what two years ago now, I think? Um 
and we just got two seals kind of recently, um, but there hasn't been any so somewhat like free unit that offers any solo skills for fodder, really. Um, I was kind of amazed when we got Ferdinand with his ruse. <laughs> it was a little out of left field, but um, that's, that's kind of the most premium thing we have now, which is kind of scared <laughs> to think about. Yeah. Um, it, it... Especially I mean, with the flying the units nowadays, just dumping rain skills everywhere now. So, I feel like it'd be nice to get some of those new things to play around with. Um, like, we do have some interesting inheritable weapons kind of recently, but they aren't giving us many things to put in the C slot or A slot for newer, I guess for us to just play around with even, even a little. Especially with the four tier skills just kind of coming out now, but... Anyone else have thoughts on just, I guess, how it's been going? Yeah, I mean, Eddie, you had a you had a thought there that was. It was kind of just a point of like, IS decides they want certain skill lines and skill types to be five star only. Mm -hmm. So until they either change their mind or find some go so high in power creep that those old skills, it makes no sense to keep them around. Five yeah, star that's. Locked. That's what I thought when they started adding fourth tier, like, uh, solo skills, right? Like, even yeah. um, Freya just recently also has attack speed solo four, which I think is our second unit to have that? Or third, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so, yes. like, I, I don't see it making much of a difference if they, like, gave us a unit with, oh, say, speed defense solo or something, or speed res. I don't think it would make too much of an impact overall, because they're still, like... <clears throat> Even the push skills, like the fourth tier push skills, are still there as well, and they offer almost similar buffs as well that are also five yeah. star exclusive. So, yeah, I, I feel mean, like they could do some give and take with certain skills. Be um, nice, obviously, but until IS decides to do that, there's not much we can do. Yeah, I mean, as as for the other type of power creep, I think the dragon flowers are an okay solution to that type of power creep. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're still gonna have a still gonna have a hard time with like if you're gonna use like your even your plus ten Gen one unit, it's probably still gonna have a hard time with the uh, BSD changing every year or so. Yeah, I like watching but they my did increase Gen the one amount of dragon just, flowers like, they can use. So yeah, yeah, true. I think that's for me when it when I think of power creep. Uh, I mean, when I play this game, it's more about like, oh, what heroes do I like? What heroes look cool? What special mm -hmm. units come out? When there's a, a one of my favorites with a really cool skill, it's like, oh, that's really neat, um, and that's really good that I can have a cool hero and a cool skill. Uh, but I think when when it comes to power creep, I'm more probably affected by my favorite units that maybe one, two, three years old maybe not being able to keep up with the new and shiny, like we talked about mm -hmm. uh, the new mythic heroes uh, before we recorded this. And it sounds like, Oh, those would be a great addition, but I mean, I'm going to have to swap out, you know, one of my faves or uh, how, how do I approach that as, as Ryan playing this game, as opposed to a person who just wants the best units. Um, I think yeah. that like, I wonder, are, are we looking for, you know, are we looking for, new skills to play around with are we looking for more powerful skills like do we see like tier five spells coming out oh. at some point <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> hopefully not, not would that be like a jump line. in the shark moment for this for this game like guess what we're not going to address some of the issues you may or may not have but we're going to have tier five skills like 
They haven't done enough with tier four, I'm guessing. No. Uh, and man, I think that'd be also they need to bring some of those tier threes that have tier fours that are still locked to tier three, five star only yeah. into the regular pools more. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, like the, the tier three solo skills, I think is probably the biggest thing. Um, I feel like I'm hampering on solo too much, but it's like the most obvious example, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. Even like, I think Swift Sparrow, we do have one, I think. And now there's like the Swift Sparrow 3, which they're putting on like every other unit. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We, well, there's only so I many mean, Nasalas, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Ryan, you talked that, you know, it's, you know, you have to sometimes cycle things out, but at least you have a, a unit that's getting regular repeats. It's like, you know, I haven't gotten to listen over two years. It's so. true. I do get a Lin every six months or so, so I, <laughs> I can't really argue with that. Um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned, Lissa, let's let's jump into monetization, and this transition is going to make sense because we're going to talk about uh, the hero release schedule and or uh, recently released heroes. And, I mean, Eddie, you, you're the one that brought up Lissa. So, like, what are your thoughts on the hero release schedule? I mean, overall, it's pretty good, but like I said, I want more Lissa. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's all he had written there. I just wanted to get that. <laughs> I mean, for for me, I think the release schedule is in a good place in that the calendar is somewhat predictable. Like we're getting, yeah. it feels like we're getting, they've got their calendar set up in a way where we're getting new, and we're getting new heroes, special heroes once a month. Maybe the way special heroes work, it's every six weeks. I, I, I'd have to like it, actually look at the calendar to it's determine. Generally, it, other than this coming month, I'm expecting an extra banner in there, unless um, they make the New Year's as part of the January heroes. Um, it's generally one of each a month. Uh, it's just around August they swap which part, time of the month each one comes out in, mm-hmm. uh, because that's when the Brave Heroes launch. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I guess I'll say like with the new heroes, the special heroes, and the legendary and mythic heroes sort of swapping out every month, you've got a good cadence there of expecting new content, not to mention the resplendent heroes, which again, with monetization, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, you've got a, a steady clip of new content and the content that me as a player looks forward to, which is new heroes, new art, um, new units you know so that's that's where i kind of think like it's in a good place i think to tweak it any further from a standpoint of adding more would probably um feel like too much personally as a free-to-play player uh but if they were to dial it back a little bit i also would find that i wouldn't complain about it but i would find it a little odd unless they had to turn back the cadence a little bit due to what's you know due to the pandemic that's going on now but it hasn't seemed to affected them in in development so mm-hmm. um or in terms of their release uh neil you're you i don't want to take your thunder here but you want more thracia <laughs> uh, uh partially a joke note um because okay. um I, I don't know if you remember last year when a uh, book uh book four released we had that banner peony and friends i think it was peony and the other guys <laughs> peony and the other guys, which yeah. was uh it, the banner was titled that and then it was peony and three dudes from thracia <laughs> and i'm just like wow that's um it's a great name for the banner there <laughs> um i feel like uh it this year they've started kind of pushing extra special hero banners which i find a little odd like they pushed um the pirates and ninjas kind of on us out of almost nowhere 
Um, felt a little, in my opinion, just a little odd with, okay, uh, an extra special heroes. Sure, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. Um, I and we still had the dancer, yeah, so we just kind of got two extra ones, which um, I wouldn't mind if we had a little more of the just generic new hero banners. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Because, like, uh, I wouldn't... There's lots of characters from some of the older games that, obviously, we don't have a lot of in. I know some games, it's getting a little harder to add new characters, because whether it be the smaller cast, like, I think they can only do maybe two more banners, roughly, from, like, Shadows of Lenti or something, without getting into, like, having to do alts. Um, just because of the nature of the cast being, I think, one of the smallest in the series. I think it might be beating one of the games with the new Shadows of Lentia characters, but um, still, like, I think they, it's just They might there. have a couple more if you take into account, um, well, even then, that's not many of them, but the yeah. White Wing Sisters, I mean, they're, yeah, they already they, got they, one of them, but... Yeah, it does feel a little, like, alts almost sometimes with those, but... Um, yeah. I just know there's certain games like, um, for instance, uh, Thracia and FE4 that have some of the larger casts in the series, and they seem to have some of the l- the least representation, I guess, in Faye. Which, I mean, they're older and more obscure, obviously. Makes and sense. But, a couple um, of them aren't even translated to English yeah, yet. Yeah, so. two, those two being not translated as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, after having playing some of those... Uh, I don't know if you've heard some people say, like, FE4 has the best story and stuff. Um, there's lots of characters in that I would like to see and maybe have other people, like, I guess, notice. Um, a feeling that those have some of the more interesting casts, whether they just be interesting units, which likely won't translate well, but... Um, uh, I don't know, I feel like... Rumored remake is that <laughs> yeah a remake would definitely do that a lot better um and who, who knows maybe with the new uh translation of fe1 maybe they'll start doing some of the newer ones uh well not really newer but some of the other <laughs> old games i guess <laughs> newer older yeah. games um, yeah, i think the pirate and ninja banners were just is's desire to kind of limit the number of characters added mm-hmm. to the entire summoning pool that's and by making more special lot, banners, yeah. so one a month. Yeah, I fe- it just when I saw it, it kind of feels like we're almost damning. Not real, I guess damning's not the best word, but uh, locking certain units to like a special pool. Oh, um, I, I like agree. we have certain I... characters like uh, Geese and Daros. Well, Daros, I guess is TT, but character like Geese, right? Mm-hmm. He's a pirate that's kind of obscure in FE six. I don't think we're ever going to see normal version of Geese. Plus, <coughs> like, maybe five years... De- yeah, Charlotte, for instance. That, that's um, a weird one. It's, they're not going to add Charlotte. Off there. Charlotte was added in the bridal banner, like, at the start. It's like yeah, the second I still don't know why we don't banner. have normal Charlotte. And we haven't got normal Charlotte yet, which feels odd. I think uh, it's just their, their joke. I mean, yeah, with Geese, I think you're right, because mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much normal Geese right there. She's yeah, part of a special banner, and I agree. I wish those were just normal banners, but I guess IS wants to limit how much they put in the pool, and yeah. this is their way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some folks in chat uh, are are talking about um, TMS, so uh, 
gosh, why am I blanking on uh, that? It's all things. Morning stream? Yeah, no, that's the, it's no the morning stream's fault that I can't think of the game's name. Tokyo, Tokyo Mirage. Mirage. Tokyo Mirage. Oh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I I think like I I haven't played that game. I I didn't take up the opportunity to play it on Switch. However, the heroes they added were the most unique art-wise in my mind. Maybe not skill-wise. I'm not a skills guy, but I am an art. Um I like the art side of of the game. So they were really unique and and were interesting, totally different from anything else in the game. Uh but I know when that came out, it, it they were new heroes, but it felt very much like they're not going to revisit this. This is these are these are, these are new heroes in in special heroes clothing. Like um, if they do revisit the game, it would be interesting um, to mean, to see more. Maybe characters. revisit it one more time, maybe twice, but there is a very limited cast of characters to be. I feel like that. I feel like if any other characters are going to show up, they're going to show up as alts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a possibility. Uh, you know, um, Whirlwind in the chat is asking, do you guys think they could increase pull rates on these redo banners that are from years ago? Most of these heroes are kind of crappy now. From what I remember, I would only free pull on those and forget about them. I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, unless there was a character I really, really wanted, but even then, I'd probably just... I, I haven't really worried about it. Um, but I would like to see the, 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 the percentage brought up on that, because really, it's like... Or at least, do they have the spark system on those redo banners? Uh, they not... don't have the spark no. system, but they do have a slightly no. better odds, I think, of pulling the focuses on it. It's like 4% well, instead of 3%, while the normal... If you're talking the revival banners, two, yeah. If you're talking about the uh, bring back of the seasonal the banners, those have nothing special. I'm talking. I think he's talking more about like the first, like the year one pulls, the weekly revivals. They, yeah, they don't have, have spark. 4% chance of um, yeah. the focus heroes, but no spark. Okay. See, the spark would be what I really think when they added that spark system, they were very shy on it. And I think they, at this point, they should have done it by now. Now, maybe maybe they do it for the fifth year anniversary of the game or whatever year, I think, yeah, fifth year anniversary, um, or heading into year five. I would like to see them apply that to other banners. Um, specifically, the fact that it's not on special heroes yet is from a free-to-play player is, is kind of wild, but... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing they could really do, take those old heroes, those old crappy year one heroes, put them in the new free four-star pool. Yeah. All of the old free four-star pools goes in a separate banner, and those can be summoned on, oh, I don't know, arena medals? Yeah, sure. We'll use arena medals to summon on these weekly four, free four-star focus banners. Yeah, like, like at yeah, some point, some the heroes, the like the when they talk thoughts, about but... old heroes from year one, maybe even year two, they the argument would be, well, we don't want to devalue those units, you know, even though they are weak and they, but they are still well-loved characters. But I think at this point, you can devalue those heroes in a way where you're not using orbs, you're using a, another resource that I'm sure all of us have been playing since day one or around there, have hundreds of thousands of resources that we're never going to use like I mean, <laughs> yeah what's the like arena metals you know charge us an absorbent amount to to do a summon like they got they dipped their toe into it a little bit with the uh hero uh merit is it hero merit see there's so many resources the one where you can like basically buy grand hero battles you missed oh, oh uh grails grails hero yeah. grails or yes. whatever so I, I would like to see that um in the future but uh 
I mean, but yeah. The, the whole issue with pulling all the three to four stars out is that makes the three to four star pool on the new banner so tiny. I mean, if yeah. you pull all the three to four stars out, you have what twenty four of them. So you think it's bad getting a Lissa and a you know a Bowie? Imagine how it is when you get your twentieth. Um, you know, I don't remember a new one, but twentieth. Conrad Grayson. on the banner. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, we are we are kind of talking about the summoners summoning pool now, and I, and I mean, I, I'll jump around a little bit, and then we'll we'll circle back. But um, you know, speaking speaking of the 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 summoning pool, like yeah, I would I would like to I would like to see more done with those older heroes as opposed yeah. to just uh, leaving them in the summoning pool. I mean, I understand if you were to remove all the three and fours, yeah, but I that mean, that would be kind of crazy. Go, I think. Yeah. Um, just take out some of the old. I had a, I had a thought, which I guess stuff. goes into my. Oh yeah, notes I definitely it. think um, it needs a pruning. But if you take all of them out, mm-hmm. then you know. Just I had so a, few. I had a thought with it that kind of builds onto this. I think there would be a good way of sort of um, shuffling out some of the units with some of the older ones. So. Um, Say for instance Hinata, right? If if we take Hinata out, well, what happens to Fury, right? All of a sudden, there's no more Fury fodder. That would be kind of bad for most people, I'd say. Um, but if we say took a couple of those older three four stars and maybe shuffled them around with some of the year one five star exclusives, say Eldigan, for instance, he has Fury three and I believe Lunge as his skills. So if we say offer Eldigan, who's also red in place of Hinata and say he has Fury at four stars, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of summoning Hinata's, what if you just summoned an Eldigan, right? You'd still have the Fury fodder if you wanted that. It's not making Fury any rarer, because it's just kind of like a one-for-one one shuffle, and all of a sudden, now you have this Eldigan, which it, maybe you like Eldigan, maybe you want to build him. He's got the Fury sword, I guess. <laughs> so I think they could do something like that. Other examples would be maybe... Lin could be replaced with like Ogma or something for I think they both have um Defiant Attack, if I'm not mistaken, for like an A slot. Uh George, I think Spur Speed, which is similar to Lin as well. Uh, I believe Ephraim and Perry both have uh threatened defense. So they could like yeah, shuffle. I those wouldn't out. complain about not getting Perry anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm not complaining when she shows up and it's got two uh, lines. I for injury. Yeah, I want to injure myself every time I have to. <laughs> want to get this injury. over with. <laughs> um, so I feel like that would be an interesting thing they could do. Maybe they shuffle it for say um, new hero banners or something, or mm-hmm. uh, maybe special yeah. hero banners. While some of the older ones either go on like older revival banners, or even it's maybe like a shuffle on like month to month basis, maybe. Um, it'd also be a little a little shooting high expectations, but it would be nice if they kind of shifted them game focus wise, which would be kind of hard to do, I would imagine if they kind of shifted it so like hey, uh, it's a new uh, say, for instance, Sacred Stones banner right? And you have mm-hmm. a slightly higher chance because there's more Sacred Stones units added to the pool in replace of other units I think that's a lot of extra work I yeah think it's a lot of extra work do what so they I, did with I think the, the five two stars cycles would be interesting but yeah i think if they do what they did with the year one five stars where they just mm-hmm. you know whatever they decide to pull out is only on revival banners you know yeah like the five stars are and 
the new pool is the new pool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. The more we talk about the summoning pool and every time we bring it up on summoners call, I think personally, I don't understand enough about it. Like we, when you start to talk about skills, like that's where it falls apart. And, And the fact that Neil, you're talking about replacing specific skills in the summoning pool. That makes, that makes sense when you like, when you point it out to me, cause it's like, yeah, Perry, Hanada, two characters that show up constantly when I'm summoning on, yeah. on blue and red. Um, but they're there. They're, they must be there for a reason. They're not just there because IS likes Hanada and Perry. It's because <laughs> they have specific skills that need to be easily yeah. found. And I mean, does this specific issue of the summoning pool get fixed by having some sort of skill shop that you can buy fury since it is a skill that is so, they did kind of add a skill shop when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the yeah, divine codes. Um, it's. I mean, personally, when I only build maybe one new unit every banner, maybe if that's a maybe. Uh, if like some new unit comes around that I'm interested in, it's like, oh, maybe I'll need Fury, right? Um, <laughs> the way they have the divine codes, I don't know if it's a great way of getting new skills like uh i think hinata came around once most people i would assume grabbed like hinata because it's like oh free fury if i have the extra limited divine codes i guess i can pick up a fury uh mostly grab the five star ones but um that would be the ephemera more of that would be if it comes around for a month sure Mm -hmm. the divine codes one is just a weird system and that's (laughs) whatever the normal one (laughs) Yeah, it, it is odd. Normal. <laughs> I mean, if it would let you resummon the same character again and again, True. then that would make sense. But it's like, oh, you summon this one once, you have to go on to the next person in the chain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can resummon once you no. buy the whole chain or not. You can. But... Yeah. What if you just said, like, hey, I've unlocked this skill, I put it in my training manual book thing, and I can just apply it to whatever. I mean, that would get crazy for really, really good skills. Yeah, but like, if you want like just. Builder skills like Fury and whatever Perry has. I I don't know. I don't. I don't think any of these suggestions fix the the issue. So you can remove heroes from the pool, um, mm-hmm. but I think a pruning has been how they've approached it in the past, and it's it's worked. It's worked okay, and um, it, it's it is what it is, and it sounds like it's a tough thing to crack if you like. Yeah, have those heroes there yeah. for a specific reason, but. I mean, when we're talking about the the summoning pool, like there was another thing we had here to talk about, which was the mythic pool. Um, oh, you know, OCs, which is I'm guessing original content characters. Uh, mostly yeah. the FE heroes units. Yeah, the FE units, which as. we have had four in a row. If you count the extra banner with them, four uh, I guess ones, no, I, I guess, guess. Mirabilis came before Mila, but same. Month uh, it was Mila. just after Mila, I think. I think I was looking at it in the month that Mirabilis came out was the same month that Mila came out. So I she think... came out at the beginning. Mirabilis came the beginning of the month and yeah. oh, okay. Mirabilis came the month. From what I saw the in like a, some order they had I think the Mila banner just before the Mirabilis, but I could be wrong. Um, but, but either uh, way, we're looking at the fact that they are adding a lot of OC mm-hmm. characters or OC units to the mythic banners like i mean yeah you're right like lately it's been a little ridiculous and obviously there are characters that could be given the mythic treatment that are actually fire emblem characters as opposed to 
These are all Fire Emblem characters. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I, caught, yeah, I caught that. I, I was like, no, no, Eddie's going to jump on that one. Um, you know, pre... I don't want even... You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But um, to me, like, I'm kind of okay with this in the sense that... I mean, yes, they should be spreading the love around. They should be kind of moving back and forth. But I think when they when they give some of these characters the the mythic treatment, they're just kind of going through the paces now with oh yeah. the book is ending so we have they literally doubled up i don't even think they've done that in the past this is the no. first time they've doubled up and i'm glad they doubled up yeah uh, but i still feel characters like trianda and plumeria and leaf and um what's your name thrasier all should have been just normal heroes like yeah they really all should the, like levitain and leg yarn yeah and, mm-hmm. Well, I can definitely agree with Leaf and Thrasir for that. I think the reason they did the the mythics on the, the fairies was kind of to give every sort of mythic uh, element a dancer, which I can I see, so. sure, that makes sense. Um, definitely yeah, for Light like, I mean, Season, it was helpful. Um, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you get six mythics a year, and they sure. just used up three of them. Yeah. Half of them with original characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neil, you have a list here of showing <laughs> yeah. how many characters some of the other games still have characters. Yeah, just kind of like I threw down a bunch of potential mythic numbers from certain games. Um, there's uh, the FE four and five, which two games that haven't been localized have a like staggering like thirteen, I'd say possible units that could get a mythic treatment. Because um, I know when Altena got it, it was kind of like or Altina, it was kind of like, oh, so those guys are on the board for potential, like, mythics, where they're they're not really gods, but kind of like, um, I don't know how to say it, like, legend, kind of yeah, like legendary heroes, but like... Yeah, mythical heroes or legendary playable. heroes of that world, you know? Yeah. yeah, of like a past, uh, past ages, not the actual, like, yeah. current time. Yeah. Those, those were always in my list of potential mythics yeah. over legendaries. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. when when they introduce those characters, I think there's a lot more. Oh wow, who's this character compared to OCs? Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw that person in the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like instead of oh man, a god showed up. It's oh, I know that person. They I have like a couple lines. I was just gonna say you're absolutely right in that. For me, as someone who does who has an understanding of the Fire Emblem franchise, but not so much that specifically with the games that haven't been localized or even the games I haven't really played, like the Tellius series, sure. finding out about these characters that are essentially kind of unknown, like Bramamon comes to mind where I definitely played that game or, or think I played that game. I could be completely it's wrong. It's FE7. So FE7. So like Lynn and Nellywood and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have. But I don't really know him or remember him. Obviously, I will once we, we play through that. But I think that you're right. Having those god-type characters show up, there's just so many of them. But I think they kind of, with, I think when Thrasher first came out, that was the first sort of like, huh, okay, we're really, you could have made her a legendary character and it would have been fine. But the fact that she's mythic kind of muddies the water a little bit, you know? Yeah, because she doesn't really feel like a god. I mean, uh, story-wise, she's like an alternate universe Veronica, right? Yeah, I guess she's dead, so maybe she's got extra powers. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I feel like the OC should really kind of 
put most of their units in the regular pool. So, you know, it's like, hey, you summon this guy. Hey, I recognize this guy from reading the story or whatever like that. But, like, I would say, you know, because we usually get a free unit at the start of each book, that free unit should be a legendary or a mythic. And mm -hmm. the big bad guy should also be either a legendary or a mythic. And I feel like that, yeah. they should leave it at that. Oh yeah, that was my same. I had the same feeling as the protagonist yeah. of the story. I'm fine with them being legendary, mythic, and the main antagonist, the main villain. Yes. And it for this month for the or for this book, I'd even say Freyr would qualify for mythic, but yeah. Mirabilis, Triandra, and Plumeria. No, I don't really think they yeah. should qualify. Like like, even if they put them on the regular heroes and they're still kind of quote-unquote mythics like Mirabellus and Peony, you know, like, that's fine, I guess. You know, it's not the best, but it's, it kind of waters yeah. down the mythics, I guess. And also the other issue is that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Peony and friends, and that was three <laughs> Thracia units. I cried. You're, one, you're taking away a Thracia unit that could have been put on that banner, and... I cried. You right. just kind of, you know, nullified the power of those units. They're just friends. Yeah, and they're just other guys. Yeah. Uh, you know? Okay. It's like, so, man. So, I mean, while I definitely don't argue, I was a, sort of okay. It just kind of, you know, weakens the characters that come with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly one of those things where I, I think they've, they still have time to course correct if they wanted to for book book five. Um, I don't see them doing that. I, I see them probably continuing down this path, but maybe once, maybe seeing less OC OC characters join as mythics and maybe moving them around. Do a do a new heroes banner earlier as opposed to doing it like late, like with book two. They did it I think right as it ended. Bring those heroes in halfway through. Don't wait to the very end. I don't know. Maybe that's the issue there, but. Um, uh, you know this we've been alluding to it a little bit obviously being a a free-to-play game um there are monetization options this is literally paying them money for stuff this is the definition of, of monetization and specifically this game you have the fey pass you have price of orbs i mean um i'm a free-to-play player i find the price of orbs just buying to summon is too is too expensive for my taste uh -huh. but i i will buy when there's a deal and uh if there's a it, but it's got to be a good enough deal it can't just be like we'll throw in a couple extra heroes like it's not normally yeah. gonna do it for me uh but i i find the i find the fey pass to be okay i mean i don't really like having to subscribe for the quality of life type stuff because i find it makes the game much more playable the way i play it but mm. um it's it's okay from a value of like the orbs you're getting the 15 orbs if you subscribe strategically and then the three resplendent heroes if you subscribe strategically like gives me enough new stuff and i find it's very rare i can kind of like min max my subscription to get at least two good resplendent heroes out of the three <laughs> sometimes there's some duds but uh you know it happens <laughs> the next one yeah, like I, yeah, the next one I don't even remember who it is, but it Niles. definitely, Niles. yeah, bounced it bounced off my cancel button pretty quick. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. Niles um, looks fine, but you know, I mean, he yeah. looks fine. He looks that's fine, not, but still, still Niles, Niles though. Yeah, but still <laughs> Niles. Kinda that's like, the issue. But, he doesn't really have anything, <laughs> and at, at least he doesn't look like Joey. 
as Lucina does. Yeah. Sure. Well, they definitely, yeah, they, they aged her down for sure. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, for, for you, Neil, like how have you been using the Fae Pass? Do you think they um, should add more to it? Yeah. Uh, I do after like the, the first two resplendents when they, I think the third one was Ike. I was like, Oh, time for Fae Pass, I guess. Um, cause, uh, I do think Fae Pass is, it's interesting in some ways because I do like the resplendent heroes giving um, the sort of BST bump to the old guys. I don't know if it's necessarily fair to lock that behind like the certain subscription. Um, I do understand why they do it. Um, does seem a little odd. A uh, couple of the, like I think the orbs you get from like say the quests that makes sense to be in the subscription, right? Like, the five orbs you get every semi-monthly, I think? Um, yeah. With, like, the the Resplendent release. Giving the players the, the Resplendent unit, I also do feel like, sure, that works. Um, it's kind of like you get a five-star and five orbs and other less important currencies, I guess, um, a month. Uh, I do think considering i think when we initially saw the price it seemed kind of steep mm -hmm. um just from a starting perspective it would have been kind of nice if they maybe gave us a month free at the start um yeah i could see them maybe potentially like in the future trying to push fey pass a little more not necessarily like locking more uh what's the word um quality of life features behind it like they did with the auto start Yep. I can see them maybe after a year of Fae Pass, so around, I think they introduced it in February or January? Something like that? Yeah, um, I think right. it was January. I could yeah. see them maybe adding something like, oh, hey, this month for Fae Pass, there's two units or something. Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, where maybe they give away, like, hey, if you subscribe this month to Fae Pass, you can get this more premium unit, just kind of like a one-off copy um whether it be like sort of like a when they did um every year they do like the hero rises event right mm -hmm. i could see them almost doing something similar to that where not having like the hero rises like voting system but they just kind of hey everyone seems to like this unit we'll give everyone that buys fey pass this month like a copy of that kind of incentivize people that are in fey pass to make it i guess potentially more worth it in some cases, because it's kind of once you get on Fey Pass, the auto start feature, I just think kind of like kind of latches on to people. <laughs> yeah, it ruins the game to a certain extent in that. Yeah, you get so used to it that when you don't have it, it's like maybe so, not ruins the game, but it 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 stops me from doing as much as I would if I was subscribed to Fey Pass. Now, mind yeah, you, I'm, I'm the exact same way, basically. So mm -hmm. especially like the more grindier game modes like Tempest Trials, Tempest Trials. and stuff. So it's yes. just kind of like, well, uh, now I yeah. got to hit auto battle. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I do like the idea of, I do like your idea, Neil, of like more incentive to subscribe yeah. as opposed to like, maybe you'll like the Resplendent Hero this time. Because I think the five orbs is, you can, it's, it's low in a sense that you're not like, well, I better keep subscribed so I get my five orbs every it's two one weeks. Unit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's more about that resplendent hero and, yeah. and below that, the quality of life stuff. But honestly, at the end of the day, what has me unsubbing is 
the resplendent hero. Like if there was more there, like, okay, I guess I'll get Niles and my 15 orbs or something. Um, I just think that you, you, you need to keep your subscription fresh. And what I really hope they don't do is say like, Hey, you like Fay Pass? What about Fay Pass Premium? And it's double the price, nope. and that's when nope. they add more. I mean, I agree with you. I think they they already double the price of a free to play subscription mm-hmm. uh, for a game like this. I mean, if you look yeah. at Mario Kart when that got its its uh, subscription added, it was like five bucks a month, and yeah. it it unlocked like a mode and some other like a premium track. It was basically like a battle pass type system, hmm. but. I think like they they already jumped to the ten dollar tier of pricing when they should have started at five and then had that that room to move up. Now I think they they have to just increase yeah. the value without increasing the price. Exactly. I feel like I feel like the other thing that they could probably do is introduce like a legacy uh like founders or whatever, like a legacy system basically if um let's say, or like a loyalty, I guess, let's say if you've subbed for six months or something, here is a bonus respondent, or not even a respondent, here's a bonus, say, I don't know, five-star unit, like Freya or something. It's like, oh, okay, cool, now I have a Freya, right? Um, That could be something that they could be kind of, uh, they could, I feel like they could start doing, I think, because that would incentivize people to stay subbed when it's like a month of, I don't know, Niles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, as someone who I know purchases the orbs, Eddie, do you do you have thoughts on on orbs and and their cost and just your general feelings? I guess on buying orbs because I know you do it. Well, first I want to quickly go over FayPass. For me, the price hasn't has never been an issue. Mm-hmm. I think three to five dollars for a five for two five stars, two to three five stars, is you know guaranteed five stars is worth it. If you don't like the five stars, then don't sub for it, type thing. Uh, I definitely agree the quality of life stuff should have versions outside of it or just move completely out of it. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm paying, when I get the Fate Pass, I'm paying for those resplendent heroes. And the price, I think, you know, fits. I think putting it at $5 for two five star guaranteed five star heroes is, you know, a little too low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may or may not agree. You know, uh, as for orbs themselves, um, it's, I wish they were cheaper, but, you know, they've stayed consistent in pricing and even they have given bonuses later on because it used to be like flat 140, now it's 143. It's three extra orbs, but for the same price, for the most expensive one. So, yeah. I wish they were cheaper, but it is what they are and mm. you know i think most people definitely i mean it, it's a free-to-play game with premium currency obviously people wish it was cheaper but i will give them you know a tip of the hat to the fact that they have introduced more bundles and and more more bundles more frequently there's at least one bundle ongoing and then they add new ones for holidays and for you know sales like the the current black friday celebration that they're doing but so i can give them that like they are giving us more options and and i i will say this it does entice me a little bit to at least look a little closer at them if they are offering bonuses because i am going to summon i am going to use those orbs i i just uh i i try to i I try to keep my purchasing to a minimum outside of the 
outside of the fade pass. But um, I mean, you mentioned it, we've mentioned it a couple times in terms of the quality of life stuff in the fade pass. And I know a, one big, you know, change we'd like to see is, is some of that pulled out in some sort of, you know, for our freemium players who aren't subscribing or even for those who skip a Niles month. Um, let's move into sort of quality of life and miscellaneous sort of stuff before we, you know, wrap the show up with, with story content. Um, for me, I've, I've actually heard this a couple times. Um, you know, when in our gamers in discord, you have people jumping in and out of free to play games. And one of those is Dragalia lost, uh, Genshin impact does this as well, where you can just queue up the whole ring and summon it, uh, and, and go that way. Um, that that would be nice. I would like to be able to queue up certain colors or um, the whole ring at once if I'm like trying to mass summon and get a specific character, like giving me the option. I know sometimes there are you know, there are things you want to do and sort of snipe, but honestly, sometimes you just want to summon on all greens and just get them get them done. And and uh, I will give credit to I think Whirlwind had mentioned it years ago, and it stuck with me. Uh, as something I would like to see as an option. I don't want to necessarily like say that's the best way to go all the time, but it would be it'd be nice to see that as an option for sure. Um, what about you, Gordon? What do you got for quality of life? Well, uh, one of the big things that always bugs me is when my barracks is full. So you know, first thing that I would like is first of all free hundred or free one hundred hero slots, please, because they gave us that once. I wouldn't I mind that for the fifth anniversary. That would be pretty good. Um, also, you know, like every other gacha game, you can auto-select free four stars or whatever, right? And it'll just auto-select non-favorites, and you can just auto-send as many as you want. No, this one, eh, maximum 10. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I would like to see the 10 just gone and let us just send as many as we want home or create as combat manuals. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, it would be nice a, if... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I mean... Even a small step would be nice if they do the thing they have for combat manuals, where you select the character, and then it yeah. says, how many of that character? You have this many. Mm-hmm. How yeah. many do you want to... So if I can just turn all, you know, 20 uh, rays that I got in the summoning into <laughs> thing at once would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, to add on to Ryan's point with, like, the whole mass summoning thing, that would be kind of nice, especially when you want to, like, snipe a color. But I, I think part of their RNG system is uh, not knowing what colors you're going to get on said wheel. So I feel like it would be kind of a little bogged down, but it would be interesting if they could do something like that. If we could just say, hey, I want to summon five greens. It's like, oh, okay. It might be a little bit easier to get heroes, which I don't know if they want us to do that. You know, like No, I think for me, it'd be like, show the show the colors show the colored uh, orbs that pop up and then on that screen you can either tap one at a time or multi-select yourself yeah. the blue ones like i'm not saying you know cue me up uh you know hey Faye, cue me up five green orbs because that's what i'm going for that's what i'm <laughs> yeah. feeling like um no i i i never assume intelligent systems from a free-to-play game is going to give up Mm-hmm. Let us have the keys to the kingdom. No, they they will always be um, the winner. They might let us step a little closer, but they're not they're not uh, trading spots with us. Uh, I really think just from a from a UI perspective, it'd be mm-hmm. be really good to do that. And and I get it. You know, I get like doing one by one. You know, gives you that that sort of uh, dopamine. Um, I guess. 
oh, yeah. what's who's it going to be? But at the end of the day, after if you're trying to go for a specific hero and you summon like 30 times and you get a bunch of Niles and a bunch of... Um, <laughs> when you get parry and sorry. there's two screens yeah. you got to tap through. <laughs> <laughs> or any of those characters that you know, barter, yeah, that pops up that is just super frustrating. I'd rather I mean, just see the three barters pop up and be done with it as opposed yeah. to doing one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm, I think I'm... part of the issue with that right now is the way they have the summoning set up mm-hmm. is because I don't see they don't have any real way that I can see them being able to show you five characters at once when in a summon. They have their nice fancy animation with the puff of smoke and the True. close up and chat mm-hmm. chats bubble. So if they were, you know, maybe next year at you know, the anniversary, they reworked that in the back end, and they could maybe do that. But I think until they rework the back end, they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, I've been surprised what they've been able to do with the game and thinking, I can't think of a specific example, but I, I, I've been surprised by what they've been able to do with the UI, thinking like, oh, that would be a lot of work, but but they've been able to manage it. I think, the you filter, know... Maybe. It, it's maybe it could be done but you're right like i think it i think it's it's going to take a lot of work and they have to ask themselves if it's really going to improve their lives as well as their players lives like i don't know um eddie you've already mentioned you know bring bring the autoplay out of you know fey pass that's that's a big one i know a lot of people want to see uh they could even do like almost uh i know some gotcha games will do this it'll be like hey you can do autoplay but you can only do it uh five times a day so it's like or oh like okay well at least everybody gets maybe. a taste right yeah and you even see that with ether yeah. ether uh, raids right where you get those three auto dispatches and i thought like oh maybe this is them testing testing the waters you know and 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 even seeing like the an idea you know talk about adding features to the fey pass maybe they say okay auto dispatch is infinite for fate pass users um i don't know how that affects the balance of that mode don't i'm not gonna get it. i don't I've know i've heard people <laughs> making it to the was is it tier 21s the the one point where you stop getting higher i think uh i've heard some people got to tier 21 just using aetherades dispatch which seems odd but mm. <laughs> sure yeah, it seems really odd to me because i think it was uh they were like they had a very optimized team for it though like well, three yeah. mythics yeah. or two mythics and then max like all light blessings or something but um... okay yeah i i fluctuate around 14 15 i mm-hmm. dropped yeah. down to 14 at the reset but i end at 15 most of us yeah, i've finally gotten out of tier 17 and i've been sitting on tier 19 now so yeah. i sit in 21 <laughs> i don't know where i'm at <laughs> 16 maybe i don't know i i usually hover so uh mm. i'm not obviously not doing my 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 min maxing um yeah. I mean, my my big thing for the while for autoplay and the you know forging bonds and tempest trial type modes is allow give it as it is to for everyone for free or if you want to do tickets or whatever limited uses fine but let like Fade Pass users queue up, um, you know, a couple stamina potions into it. Yeah, oh, I'd yeah. love to do fifty forging bonds runs in a row. Mm-hmm. Congrats, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they don't want to do it in a, in a way that's going to break the game. But I think, uh, uh, I, how would that break the game? You're just playing the computer, you know. Mm, you're using your yeah, one thousand stamina potions, right? <laughs> 
True. You you have you have many stamina potions. I think is what he's saying. Like you could, yeah, yeah. to use those stamina potions would be nice. But I think if you're if you're QE, like I don't think they're ever going to let us like queue up so much that you just beat a mode by leaving your phone on the charger (laughs) for half a day. Um, I'm sitting at 540 stamina potions. I have a few spare stamina potions. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It would it would be nice to see maybe uh, uh, multiple um uses for we've talked about this a little bit tonight multiple uses for certain resources because if you're just gonna keep adding resources and you've got players with hundreds of thousands of some of these resources you might as well let us sink some of them a little bit i mean we not even a free-to-play game but you look at uh, i've been playing high warriors age of calamity and you get all these different resources as you go but you're you're using those resources across the board for different quests and stuff and some of them are large amounts right and it's not just your rupees you're spending you're spending like you know i i I don't know whether they're like kill orders or something they're just little sheets that say you killed a lizard guy (laughs) so it'd be i think they could get creative with it and i think they do need to start introducing things for players who have been around for the five years to say like hey like if you if you've been sitting on thousands of stamina potions guess what you can use them for for auto auto start or auto play the feather mines i don't know the the feather mines yeah (laughs) yeah you just send your heroes in pay them in feathers and they'll come back they'll just bring back hero merit i I don't know it kind (laughs) of uh they have um people will talk about uh feather farming sometimes where it's like uh it's basically you do like auto battle on the i think it's the weekly um what's it called the weekly uh rival domains right the like uh brigade things you queue Mm -hmm. up like five units without weapons or something and then you use the remaining like three to like win the battle as quickly as possible and the other guys just sit around and gain feathers right Mm -hmm. so it, it kind of like a way to like have those players maybe a way to not have to make a free-to-play solution on how to get through that really fast um maybe they just have like an event where it's like hey if you just like spend a stamina potion you can send like three guys in after a day they'll come come back with like a hundred more hero merit or something right that's like you get a kind of like a more steady income i guess of feathers which could help for certain things but it's just kind of more of a transferring i guess currencies between each other Obviously, we'd want to transfer to orbs, but I don't think they'll ever do that. <laughs> no. I don't think they're ever going to let no. us touch the premium currency with with premium yeah. currency. But uh, yeah, um, any other thoughts on quality of life before we we jump to Fey channels? Because uh, we can we can talk we could probably talk about quality of life um, for a while. One thing that I had is maybe I don't know how exactly how they do it, but some kind of other sorting system. I don't know if you've got to the point where you look through your five stars and you're like, now I got to find my five star I like using. <laughs> um, I know they added like the favorite system, but I feel like if I wanted to start, I guess, incorporating the favorite system, it'd take like a day <laughs> yeah. um, just to go through, okay, what do I want to call this favorite? What do I want to call this favorite? Um, it's, it's kind of got to a point where... You can only set up five, 10 groups of favorites. Yeah, true. Um, it's kind of got to a point where, uh, I have the units I like using are like, tend to be kind of higher merged, I guess. Um, and then I got to scroll down, say if I have like a one-off copy of, um, Fallen Leon, right? Which I like using for arena, arena assault to counter like a bow dude, right? I got to scroll down, find, uh, the green tomes among the five stars, which have built up over the three or so years the game's been going. 
And then I gotta... Oh, oh, there he is. Purple hair. Found him. <laughs> Maybe a way to, like, get some of those units that you don't often use, like uh, a Lou, for instance. I don't really deploy him very often. Um, maybe I could put him in a folder where he can just hide, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Shun from yeah, the They have like added that. additional ways to sort. I think they added the ability to sort. They added, like, a filter system? Yeah. So. But, um, I don't know if there's, like, a way to just, like, kind of hide people in like a folder away kind of like a yeah. separate barrack screen almost I might you could, help you could filter them from like let's say like gen 1 gen 2 gen 3 gen 4 you know yeah i think whatever. they have them filtered yeah. by games and like weapon type so yeah like even if i go filter green tome i still like oh lose there like do i yeah. do i need him there <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to get think... rid of him because maybe maybe eventually down the line he might get something nice or i might want to get some hero merit out of him maybe but, I'm guessing but, um, you do use advanced sort, right? Yeah, yeah, I have it sorted by um, variety and level, usually. So it's like, usually it'll be the five stars, obviously, at the top, and then levels. So usually the units I like using the most are, like, pretty much at the top, like, because I have, like, um, my loot, for instance, I put a lot into to get the plus ten. So she's pretty much always at the top, right? So yeah. a lot of the units that I really like using are at the top, while uh, a lot of units I don't summon a lot are down lower, but sometimes I need like a specific unit to counter someone, right? Like Crom, mm -hmm. legendary Crom, got to counter him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what easy way there is other than the system they already have with the favorites. Mm -hmm. and all. The filter system was a nice step, I think. Yeah, but... the filtering system was a huge yeah. addition, especially when they started adding more modes that required specific heroes from like a specific games of specific types. So I, I think uh, the filtering was probably the biggest addition we've had mm -hmm. in a while, if not maybe just just below autoplay. But um, let, let's talk about Fey channels. And before I pass it over to Gordon, I will say this. They need to go back to advancing in advance or announcing it in advance because I don't watch them when they come out because I usually just read some sort of rundown of it. If, it, if I get an announcement in advance, I can plan my life to watch them. Yes. But if I don't know they're coming, then I usually wake up and like, oh, there was a Fey channel last night. I'll just go read Serene's Forest, you know? You can also plan uh, the episodes around it, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> a very core issue for us who, who are doing a podcast and we always joke like, okay, now that we've finished recording, that Fey channel will be posted. And sure enough, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if one got posted in an hour, you know, because yeah. they are highly hinting at book five uh, coming shortly. So... That's all. That's all my. That's my biggest thought when it's it comes to Fey. Less of a hinting. It's more of just you know. Unless they're going to take December off this year, they usually start the new book at the beginning. That's of right. December. December starts in a couple of days, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the next New Heroes banner, which I think is. I mean, start of December or something. Fate, yeah. Yeah, Fate channels were never amazing, and the fact that they've pretty much gone through most of the Fire Emblem related game modes means that you know, they're just putting up random things. I mean, I rag on Grand Conquest all the time, but some people like it. Who knows? Maybe this random thing, like maybe Ponzaloki is something you absolutely love. Then again, maybe you hate it with fiery passion, and hopefully it'll never come back again. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they spent like 15 minutes or something explaining like Frontline Phalax and then it ended and like before it started <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> they gave us so much time explaining it and literally all you do oh, is send it's... units in and then forget. Oh, he's yeah. gonna go back to that. 
as yeah, some of the Faye channels they they spend a lot of time on something that doesn't even make sense as they're explaining it. And I think often I've even said this on the show, like I am reading what they're saying or what they're telling us or what they're writing out for us about this mode, but I'm not going to understand this. And I don't know if the listeners are going to understand it until we get it in our hands mm-hmm. and play it. And I, and I mean, I think they, they sometimes have complex modes that they try to explain in this, in this video script that is, you know, I, for me, the, the cool thing about Faye channels was, the announcement of new heroes and the fanfare there of of new heroes or new story or or, or just i know there'll be a fade channel for book five and i that one will be really cool because you're getting a whole you're you're setting up a whole new year of content that's interesting but spending 15 minutes talking about phalanx orders or shields or whatever it's frontline phalanx which no one understood as they were explaining it in the fade channel we got it in our hands and no one understood it and it exactly. was over and then, before and... we had a chance to understand it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Gordon, what, what do you think about Faye Channel? I know I said I was going to pass it to you, but we all spoke, so I want to... Oh, oh that's, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, generally, I think they're lackluster. Uh, they have been recently like quite bad, I'm going to say, because it's just kind of like, hey here's a new game mode that you probably don't care about. We're going to talk about that for a bit, but don't worry, here's some rewards. And then they run down all of these rewards that you get, which isn't a lot. And then they're like, here you go. And then it's done. You know, they, they don't address any like balancing issues or sometimes they'll address summoning pool, but they never do it the correct way. It's like um, once a year. Now, yeah. Now, Gordon, like, Gordon uh-huh. understand. They list off a bunch of rewards that are the same exact rewards as the previous event. As exactly. The previous event, as the previous event. It's like, ah, oh, yes, here's some it's more feathers. And here is some more... Uh, reward maps that we do every single time we have one yeah, of Yeah, it's like, here's super special reward maps that are based off the game. Although the ones that were 8-bit were kind of cool, but that's yeah. besides the point. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that... Even if like the Fae Pass or the Fae Pass, the uh, Fae channels were a little bit less, a um, little bit less uh, uh, recent, I guess you know, and it's and it's more just kind of like every like four months or say, and they're a lot more spaced out, and that way, you know, if we do get a game game mode in that uh, Fae channel, it is a good one, right? It's not like hey let's do frontline phalanx that nobody understands or hey let's do i don't know lost lore sure you know i i, I kind of wish they would do more of kind of like a almost like a dev diary in a way instead of like here's some things don't get mad at us like there you yeah go. maybe something closer to the to the announcements for smash dlc where they have yeah. sakurai on video talking about development talking about the character um mm-hmm. as opposed to the more produced uh really although i think the new voice actress is is much better for for oh, much better <laughs> uh than so this is better Faye than Faye was i guess yes. yeah i i, I can kind of i think there are good Faye channels and then there are there are not so great ones and obviously that is that is simplifying things a lot but mm-hmm. i think the big ones like the new book the one that we're going to get in probably an hour or a couple days i'm cursing myself by saying that i think it'll be a couple uh, days. or the one we get with the um the anniversary. anniversary i always find those are really good they always announce yes. something big they address the summoning pool those are the two that are usually r- always destined to be good and the others are 
you know, toss up really uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to their quality. But they are well produced in a way that I, I don't think the quality of 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 how they're put together is a problem. I think it's more just the content they're talking about um, falls a little flat. Uh, okay, let's talk about story. This was a last minute addition to to this special, and we are running long, so we're we're not going to spend a lot of time on story. Um, but Eddie, you have the most thoughts on story, and and you had brought this one up, so let's let's talk a little bit about it. Like, how what are your feelings on the Fire Emblem Hero story? Uh, Fire Emblem continues to suck at ending stories. That's what it boils <laughs> down to. Or I they're mean, building to something much greater. No, maybe. Yeah, it's no book one, even book one and two, which you know I think did book you one mark as a high watermark book two story. Book one and two had crappy fizzle out endings. I mean, three houses, uh, at least two of the three routes has crappy fizzle out endings that leave a lot of unexplained threads. You know. Mm-hmm. Even I feel that might not be fully satisfactory, you know. Yeah, I I feel that when we we all whenever we talk about story uh, with this game, they end it ends very much in a fizzle. Uh, but there's always this tease, you know, whether it's done right at the end of the book or done further in through like a forging bond or a xenolog or something, where they 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 bridge some characters movie. or an ending movie. They like bridge some characters over to a maybe they'll come back and i i've said this a couple times like i feel like are they leading to some sort of amalgamation of all the books to i'm not saying like the avengers style where they're gonna it all it's all gonna make sense it's all gonna come together like i'm not giving them that much credit but some sort of like here's the bigger bad who's using all these lesser bad guys to make alphonse's life hell but i still haven't seen that like it's 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 hinting at it but it's not hinting at it in a way that makes me confident as well is what i'll say i'm not sure they're trying to make alphonse's life hell as much as they're trying to essentially to use kind of a teased metaphor of what they're teasing they're like hammering him into a better weapon it feels like like no. I mean, isn't that the whole point? Trying to Illness, hammer right? him into well. a stronger weapon. Sorry, go ahead. I think isn't that also partial the point? This minor story they had with Mjolnir Strike, Thor is like testing our army for something. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's been kind of yeah. what that feels like. It's it's felt like since the beginning, pretty much since book two. I mean, well, more in book three, book three, but yeah. like Loki from the start of book two, I was ninety percent certain Loki was not part of Muspel. She mm-hmm. was some additional pap- additional thing, which she turned out to be. You know, because she did not look like Surtur in the rest of the Muspelians. So. I can, and, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I, I think that kind of, that makes sense to what's happening now. Like, we are being turned into this this greater weapon. Like, I, with that sort of thought process, though, I feel like we've maybe got one more book of hammering <laughs> you know I, yeah. I don't i don't it doesn't sound like this next book is gonna be the, it, the big it depends bad. on what the story is going on with this next book um there was a mm-hmm. bunch of discussion in the discord mm-hmm. uh from looking at norse mythology and if it is a warning what leaf says at the end about nidavellir or whatever 
um, the dwarf, the world of the dwarves or the land of the dwarves, if yeah. it's a warning and they're the villains, either there's a faction of the dwarves that we're working with or we're going to be working with another, um, another one of the realms mm-hmm. from Norse mythology, either the Vanir or the Jotun is what my guess would be. Uh, Vanaheim or Jotunheim. But I'm leaning towards Vanaheim because I'm guessing we're not going to get traditional fantasy dwarves. Short, heavy bearded, uh, stocky guys. I'm guessing. That would be a little weird. I mean, we got fairies in the Fire Emblem world. So I'm expecting the, you know, dwarves to be kind of steampunk, high-tech, high quote-unquote, high-tech. Yeah. Steampunk guys. That's what it, that's what it looked and, like in the trailers, so. though. Yeah, and the Vanir are kind of more of a uh, nature-type thing, so I'm expecting them to be the ones we work with. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that all sounds great. Like, it sounds... Uh, the aesthetics sound better than, than what we had in book, book four, uh, but... I mean, it I kind of came around on book four, though, as as it went further on in terms of its look and feel. But I I think you're right. Like um, you mentioned, like just the fizzle out endings and and literally the the cliffhanger endings, the tidbits of like what's gonna happen to you know Fiorm. Uh, one of my favorite characters that would int- was introduced in book two and just kind of left into the forging bonds, you know, graveyard of uh, Shakespeare. It's up. weird. Hmm? Until we she's get in the... like a between death limbo almost. Yeah, like how yeah. long is she surviving? She's almost dying. Sick. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, none none of the protagonists are going to come back until we get that, you know, all come back together book. Yeah, you know they're not going to get any main story. They're going to be re- relegated to forging bonds and tempest trials. Like Air, yeah. who gets even less time than Fjorm in them, <laughs> is relegated. Right. For the only but they they just toss her in the trash. So, oh, Peony yeah. I'm and... sure Peony will get thrown into that stuff, especially since oh, joy. somehow she's in the world of the awake the waking world now. Yeah, she'll get one hour explained. But wait wait guys, Peony is Sharina. Sharina is Peony, so maybe she oh, doesn't man. get relegated to the to the uh to the What if what if Sharina gets it, an all to be honest, other Peony. than you know <laughs> Being the ones who are getting attacked, Sharina and Alphonse seldom get much focus in the main stories. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's um, the story. I think when you look at the story overall, if they are truly building to something that is connected, like it's kind of a neat idea and works really well with a mobile game that is built up over years. Um, I think anybody coming into the game not at the beginning is like what the hell is going on um it's a very very stark changes over time you go from screamo to dreamland it's 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 a sharp turn um but yeah i i I still kind of i still kind of like the story to a certain degree i think it's it's i give it a chance and i I think they're doing better character development with like alphonse and sharina right like they do good with what i guess they've had building up Mm -hmm. but every new character seems to have like a sharp bit of character development and then just kind of thrown away right Mm -hmm. like i I feel like alphonse got a lot during book uh like the last book book three Mm -hmm. he got a lot of character development there that was kind of nice i guess to see um that just kind of we got a little bit more i think in this book but they kind of tried to give a little more to sharina in this one 
Sort of. Tried. Sort of. <laughs> she yeah. cried and ran away yeah, at one point, their, I think. <laughs> their character development for Sharina just makes it like, so, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any... It, it, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, and they don't try to make sense of it, but I, I think you're right. Like, they work so hard to bring these characters in, and then they don't... Uh, they they don't they don't Follow they don't do through, much with I them guess. afterwards and and sometimes it, it is a bit of a pain like i thought air was really interesting i thought fiorm was interesting um and to have them sort of disappear i think i don't understand the logic of like creating these great characters and then having them disappear into into the literal background like have them there if they're there experiencing this stuff with alphonse like bring them to the forefront maybe they can help out with what's going on maybe they didn't fall asleep and go into the dream world but maybe they're back home trying to like show them nudging alphonse who's asleep like i don't know do something with them in the main campaign it's not that hard oh yeah and i will admit uh film's the weirdest one of the ones that are uh the previous main characters is the fact that oh she's gonna die any day now any day now yeah. No, any day now. Any day now. And even they her cough did, has vanished. They did introduce it. They did, or they did touch on it with that one forging bond, where like basically all the special mages with doomsday yeah, clocks came together. Yeah, her and Lysithia and the brave forging bonds. Yeah, oh, I thought that was good. Yay! <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably end it there. I I think this has been a really good chat about all things Fire Emblem Heroes, and I want to thank uh, everybody for for jumping in and and having this chat. Uh, thanks so much for joining us at the Fae Summit in support of Extra Life. Again, if you want to donate to Extra Life, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020. Donations are open until the end of December. So if you're listening to this episode on the podcast feed and thinking, shoot, I missed it, uh, you can still donate right up until the end of December uh, 2020. Although we'll, we'll be doing Extra Life every year. So if you're listening to this in the future, you're still good. Um, if you enjoyed this Fire Emblem Heroes special, you will also enjoy our podcast. Check out Summoner's Call at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay or wherever podcasts are found. And Two Lords Without Swords on Spotify or, again, wherever podcasts are found. Podcasts are everywhere. You just have to search for them. Um, but, yeah, that is pretty much going to do it for, for me, uh, for Gordon, for Eddie, for Neil. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week and happy summoning. <laughs>